bad well, over I guess here. it would be nice if I, I could, could touch Dwight's body. body. I know not everybody, everybody has got, got a body like Dwight. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to think twice. What? Before I give my <laughs> roll, heart roll. away. Why? <laughs> Are we going to record Paco? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to No Refunds. We are a pop culture podcast where we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> movies, TV, comics, video games, music. That's it. Whatever um, we feel like. Exactly. Whatever we feel like. So, my name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Tiffany. And... Alex. Alex. Sorry, I was eating a cookie. Eating I'm co- Alex. Reading cookies and yes. drinking water. Reading cookies, drinking water, because we are adults and we're going crazy. <laughs> I'm basically and drunk. And it's a Saturday night, and it's ten, almost ten thirty, and we're up late. If you, you thought we weren't focused on the beach episode, <laughs> just you wait. Hold on to your butts. Ooh, that's a Samuel L. Jackson quote from Jurassic Park. Oh man, great movie. So, I want to get started with a little bit of uneven housekeeping. We've got some emails, everybody. This has become my favorite okay. thing that we do on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So, I wish we could only do this. Tell me about yeah. it. So we've got some emails. And you know what else I think we should do is we should maybe put out a call. Leave us like a rating on iTunes and leave us a rating there or however you guys listen to us. And we'll try to read those on the podcast as uh, well. Five-star ratings only. No, go to hell. Yeah, sh- <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. I'm just kidding. One-star rating only, yeah. please. I don't want well, anyone to hear this. And I want all the. I want to have to pay people money. <laughs> it's probably like a one-star rating for me. Five stars for Tiffany. Three, three for me. Three, if, if three that... for Dwight. So it should all balance out to like a four. That balances out to a three. You guys yeah, that should balance out to like do, a three. I don't okay. So, anyways, we've anyway, got some emails. emails. We got three emails so far. Um, the first one is from Derek. I hey, know him. Hey guys and gal, <gasps> I played a really fun game recently that I thought you should look into. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Secret Hitler. That's the link. But I loved it. Played five rounds and it was a blast. Try it. Also, thanks for reading my last email. Too bad I wasn't the first, but I'll live. Keep being awesome, Derek Bleep. That's what he <laughs> Derek wrote. Bleep. What is Secret Hitler? Secret Hitler. It's, oh yeah. Um, um, is Secret it like Hitler a bluffing a, game? It was a Kickstarter game where I believe it's a bluffing style game. I I don't oh, actually know that much about it. I um, my friend Dan has um he did he did the Kickstarter for it mm-hmm. and it came in like this nice wooden box mm-hmm. and like it was like beautiful. Uh, it's a card style game and I'm not 100 percent exactly what the rules are. Let me look it up really quick. But um I that's an awesome that recommendation because I've heard really good things about it. Derek. Um, it may or may not be coming to our barbecue. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. We're oh, we should, we should play it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Secret Hitler is a hidden identity party game where players take on the roles of liberals and fascists in the Reichstag? Reichstag? Reichstag. I'm bad at pronunciation. Of 1930s uh, Weimar Germany. 
Uh, the liberals must successfully pass liberal policies while preventing the fascists from enacting a specified number of fascist policies or mm. electing Hitler as chancellor after three fascist policies mm. are enact, uh, ele- enacted. This is like... So it's it's kind of like a hidden role. Not it's... exactly like um, the resistance. Were- like werewolf resistance. Kind of yeah. like that from what I can understand. It's um, very similar to a lot of bluffing games. Yeah. So there's always three, like there's always X amount of liberals yep. uh, and then there's always a fascist plus, plus Hitler. So if you're playing with five people, there's three liberals and two fascists. Yep. Um, so there's always like more good guys yep. than bad guys type wow. of deal. So it sounds like it's a lot of fun and yeah. we're going to be playing it uh, in the next coming weeks, but we haven't played it yet. So we'll talk yeah. about it. Well, That's we will. Cool. Play it. So thank you for the recommendation and we will yes. get back to you on thank that. You, like thank that. you, Derek. You're my favorite Derek listener. Leap. All right, so I'm going to go in order that we received these. So this next one is going to load. So, the no refunds. I can't help but gush about how entertaining you guys are to listen to and try my best to spread the word like an STD. I especially think Glenn McDwighty Pants has a mighty sexy podcast voice. Thank you. That's a a, a hint as to who this is. I know. I heard, um, I heard Dwighty Pants. I'm thoroughly interested in hearing if any of you watched the new Castlevania series released on Netflix. I have started watching it, and it's awesome. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. It's only four episodes long. Well, mm-hmm. I'll get into that soon. Is it the live action thing? No, it's an animated. Oh, it's animated. Okay. It's animated, and it goes over the original um, video games, starting with oh. the third one, because it's reverse uh, okay. anyway. chronological order. Um, I would especially appreciate Alex's cynical, either it's great or it's a dumpster fire view. <laughs> We'll, we'll watch that and we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. Ser- seriously, though, I comb through a lot of podcasts during my commute to work and thoroughly enjoy yours. I have watched, read, and played a number of things due to the recommendations that you have put forth over the weeks. Aww. The most recent being Shadow of Mortar. Holy cow. And I'm looking forward to finding Paper Girls. I feel like you could overanalyze the pros to death, but I, w- I feel like I could overanalyze the pros to death, but I won't bore you. Thank you for raising inter- the entertaining value of, uh, of life to a 10 out of 10. Billy. P.S. Oh. Tiffany is okay too. Billy, oh. Billy, like Billy from Plays Billy. Oh my God, oh. Billy! Yeah, I love Billy. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. You, Billy, you have no idea when I received your podcast, it made my heart you, smile. I was email? like, this is the email? nicest oh, thing in so the world. That's so awesome. Oh, I love Billy. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to the Red Sox game and we had hot dogs together? Yes, I oh. do. That was a lot of fun. Was, and and do you remember the guy who ate a whole pizza next to me? <laughs> <laughs> he was so drunk. And he was just yelling stuff. Yep. The guy in front of us. Yep. Sorry. Sorry to be. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Sorry to talk oh, about man. inside stuff. Do you remember here, but... when we went to Alex's house and we played a trivia game that Alex put together? <laughs> it was like we were having a game night and we yeah. put together a trivia game and Alex um, had like stuff written down next to all of our names. Like, yeah. oh, Dwight likes Pokemon and Harry Potter and Me, Tiffany Disney likes and, like, Disney princesses. And Billy was question mark, <laughs> question mark, question mark. I like. I. I. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I didn't know what Billy was, like, well-versed in. Like, I knew he did acting. I knew he was, like, mildly into nerdy-ish things. But I didn't know. Because all we did was we did a play with him once. And, like, we didn't really hang out much. So Except I was just like, yeah. I want him to be at the party. He'll feel included if he's part of the trivia. But I don't know what he's best question at. Question mark, question mark, question Billy made a really cool short film um, where he was a guy who ended up getting, like... Um, conscripted by a vampire lady to oh, go steal awesome. something from like a museum. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Cool. I love Billy. Well, hi, that was hi. a really sweet email. That, hi, Billy. I miss you. Even though I wasn't directly referenced until the PS, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> invite him to your party next week. Okay. 
It, it'll probably that. be too late by the time this episode goes up. I'm going to do that oh, right yeah. now. But, okay, yeah. Tiffany will do it. I'll do it right now. So th- this will be a thing from the future. <laughs> so we have one more email. Uh, this one's from Corey. Uh, what is one franchise you guys loved as a kid and still love now? That's a good question. I like that Ooh. question. And I already know my answer because my answer, I'm so boring with my answer. Uh, mine's easily the Ninja Turtles. Oh. Yeah. I, I've, I've Ninja Turtles were one of the very first things I ever remember, like... I loved the TV show. I had all the action figures, and I'm still actively following the franchise nowadays with the crappy movies and mm-hmm. the currently amazing IDW comic. Um, so turtle, I still have so much Turtles memorabilia. Alex, for my birthday, you got me a Turtles statue. Did I? Yes, you did. I'm looking at it right now. Same. Turtles, Turtles is, is my number one. My number two is probably like the Mario franchise. That's something that I've been loving my whole life as well. Do either of you guys have something? That's a good question. I'm um, not sure I have a particularly good answer, but I'm going to go with this one. X-Men. Um, I loved the animated series growing up. It was one of my favorite things to watch, um, like, after school. And um, I still, like, even though the movies haven't always been great, I still love the mm-hmm. movies to death. And I still will read some of the comics whenever I get around to it. Do you consider Deadpool part of the X-Men, like in that type of franchise? Because they're trying to spin him into the X-Men now. Yes and no. He's uh, X-Men adjacent. Okay, that makes sense. What about you, Tiffany? Anything in particular? It's not a franchise, but can I I say Beauty and the Beast? I knew that was going to be Yeah, that's the one thing from my childhood that is bled into adulthood. And I've never stopped liking and watching the movie and collecting things and being a lover of of mm-hmm. bell regardless of its you know it's yeah. faults it's whatever you know it's not a perfect movie but it is my favorite movie and it's not a franchise but that would be ninja turtles is up there too but not in the same way as you mm-hmm. but ninja turtles is something that's always been part of my life since i was yeah as long as i can yeah. remember and it's just always been there so i i want my answer to be ninja turtles but sitting next to him i know I'm, it's hard, like, it's hard to I, say. Also, I can't even i don't even feel like i can say that yeah i wanted my answer to be dragon ball z but like i'm sitting next to dwight and i'm just i like, know that's another... what i was i was just about to mention dragon yeah. ball as well I'm... dragon ball i started getting i got into dragon ball in middle school so i wouldn't necessarily consider that like a childhood childhood yeah. thing but it was definitely something that like I fell in love with during my formative years, and I'm still watching Dragon Ball yeah. Super nowadays. For me, so. it was like fourth and fifth grade, so I'd call it my childhood. Oh, definitely. And I was obsessed with Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. but I still haven't watched Super yet, because mostly because I've been waiting. I know I will, yep. because I, I love Dragon it's Ball good. Z. I watched all of Dragon Ball Kai. I haven't watched the Buu Saga yet, which it just, came out. just came out, so I'm super excited for that. I think they call it the final chapters. Yeah, I, just, I, like, I was just perusing Best Buy and saw... Um, Dragon Ball Kai Buu Saga yep. and y- if you could ask my co-workers that I was with like I lost it I'm like <laughs> oh my god this is awesome I went home and downloaded it immediately I'm nice. like I can't wait to watch this um, so maybe Dragon Ball Z is my answer that's like, a good one it's something that I still like re-watching I, I prefer watching Kai at this point because it's just I understand that it's beautiful and it's just streamlined um, and I'm gonna watch Super so yeah I changed my answer from X-Men to Dragon Ball Z cool <laughs> that makes a lot of sense I, I stay on my answer. I'm going to stay on my answer. Because well. the only other thing I was thinking about was like Power Rangers, but I'm like really not into Power Rangers. I agree. Like now, I, I still know? like Power Rangers now. And like we rewatched a couple of the seasons like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, but it's not something that like I didn't get overly excited for the new movie. I don't. 
follow the yeah. the current storyline because that show hasn't gone off the air since no, it I started but, and i haven't like followed any of those other seasons or anything like that but like beauty and the beast like you bought me disney princess cereal and i cut out like the bookmark on the side of the box and another couple of things on the box because i'm like this is so cute i love it it's so pretty <laughs> So yeah. So yeah. It's like a good question. I like so that. That was a very good question. Thank you very much, Corey. I uh, nice I appreciate that. Oh, sorry. Uh, thank, think, you, thank you, Cowie. Yeah, Cowie. Thank you. Thank you, friend of the show, Cowie. Yes, yes. He's basically like our fourth podcast. Go member. away. No, no. <laughs> Brian is our fourth Brian? podcaster. I, Brian is our fourth podcast. I disagree. He's only been on one podcast. Yes. Whereas Cowie has been involved in three now. Cor- yeah, yes, Cowie <laughs> has. But I think that whenever I'm doing the podcast. Part of what I'm thinking is like I I think about Brian and I think about what. When do you not think about Brian? That's yeah. true. Aren't you in love with Brian? More or less, yes. <laughs> when when's the wedding? When Tiffany leaves me, for me, for you, yes. No, I think we yeah, all. I probably... think we all win there. Yeah, I think that's a except for me. <laughs> you need yeah, except for you. T- tell me about it. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, hey guys, yeah, let's try to stay on track. Please. We're Whoa. gonna get slammed for making fun of Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tiffany. Love you, make Tiffany fun of supporters, us. come out. Love you, Tiffany. Send a, send emails. Come out in droves. Billy's a Tiffany supporter. Yeah, P in the PS. No, he was a PS in the PS. <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm on oh yeah, okay. Tiffany's on this podcast. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> I mean, I like Tiffany. If I didn't like her, she wouldn't be on my bowling team. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't call her Mrs. Dwighty Pants. Mrs. Dwighty Pants. Mm. I used to. He's call the one her, who coined that term. I used to call her Tiffany Pants. Yeah. Did you? I yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't remember that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Anyways. So that's that's moving on to that. Alex, do you have the um the movie draft stuff up? I do. So let's do a quick recap on the movie draft. Um hey guys, have I moved up in the standings at all, Alex? <laughs> uh what's what am I how am I doing? Not well. You have not moved at all because all of your movies are have gone and you're still in dead last. But by a solid thirty one million dollars. But there's still a chance. No. What no. if someone makes negative money? Um no. Everyone's bomb pick has already gone, so they can't make negative money. I should have picked Valerian for my bomb pick. Yeah, you should. Valerian apparently is a terrible movie and is not going to. Valerian make is going to bomb, and if you want to hear my opinion on how much it's going to bomb, I did me- reference it on our uh, summer movie draft. Yeah, where I said it was going to bomb, and nobody believed me. That bums me out because, like, I don't know anything about it, and I thought it looked cool. Like well, I think it's because cool? it's a story. It's a it's a very old property that like has a lot of just like history to it. Yeah, right? it just so, looked visually interesting. There's lots to draw from for yeah. it. Yeah. So. Um, so right now, as as we stand, um, we're sitting. The green team, which is Dwight, is in last place with Ooh. 209 million and zero movies left to go. In fourth place with 240 million is Lucky Number Slevin Bacon, which is Scott's team. Mm-hmm. And I believe he has three movies left to go, one of which is going this weekend. Tap which is Christ. Dunkirk. Is so much more. Um, he has Dunkirk going. Right now it's projected to do 50 million after doing 19 million yesterday, which is a Friday, good opening yeah. weekend. In third place is Spaghetti Policy with 242 million. Mm-hmm. Tiffany's team. Uh, with, I still love that name. That's such a great <laughs> yeah. name for a team. With two movies left to go, which are... Emoji oh, Movie I, and Dark Tower. I should have said what... Um, what Scott's Scott, other movies. Scott has Detroit, yep. Hitman's Bodyguard, and Dunkirk this yep. weekend. Um, Tiffany has Emoji Movie and Dark Tower, 
Come on, Emoji Movie. In second place is PMD Alliance, which is Judd. The Putz Wants to Die Alliance. <laughs> which is 251 at 251 million with two movies left, one of which is going this weekend, Valerian. And the other one is Atomic Blonde. What do you think Valerian was projected for? You said 15? Um, so it did 6 million yesterday mm-hmm. and is projected for 16 million. Okay. Um, and then in first place with 414 million is One Man Apocalypse, nice. which is my team, which has one movie left, which is Annabelle 2. I, I think you have secured I think this. I, yeah. I like, sorry to like bury the lead, not even bury the lead, just to like dispel all mm. uh, tension, but I think you've taken this you have, one, Alex. You're, you're ahead by too much. I think it's a fight for second at this point. And um, a fight for last. Who wants to fight me for last? I don't think anyone's going to be fighting you for last because you're way behind. Please? please? No. You're, oh, okay. you're dead in the water, buddy. It's okay. I know what I'm doing for the trophy. Or I have a very good idea what I'm doing for the trophy. I'm excited because it's going to be sitting at my house. It will be. For a year. And then you'll have to give it up for the next player. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We should um, do one of those like things where we just add to it every year. Yeah. The loser has to add to it. Oh a piece God. of their body. <laughs> yeah, I'm going sure. to cut off a finger. <laughs> wow, you stepped up really quickly. I was going to go like fingernail or something. <laughs> no. Whole finger. Nice. Like shave your beard into, I don't it, need into it. a little baggie. <laughs> I'm just going to glue beard hair on it. <laughs> We're getting off topic. Uh, a little bit. Yes. People, so, people don't like it when we That's where topic. the draft stands. People love it when we go off topic. <clears throat> it's just not a good entry into to no refund. So, <clears throat> so if you've <throat> never listened to our podcast before, this is not an episode. Like, Just turn it off now and come back to it later. What do you think a good episode to get people into it would be? Do you think it would be the movie draft? Or... Probably. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I think that's a good entry because it's like Cause introduction to us and, and there's the guests. Yeah. yeah. I but don't even know anymore. I think the best one to listen to is um, the one that we're just you two. Yeah, where we did Power Rangers and Beauty and the Beast. Yep. That was great because it's the favorite member of the podcast and the least favorite member of the podcast. So it super balances out. Yeah. Ah. It's like your salt with your sweet. Salger? Am I the salty? The salger. 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 Can I be the salty nice. part? Yeah, no, I'm the salty part. Oh, You're okay. the sweet part. Okay. Don't you know how life works? Uh, no. Okay, guys. So, what have you been up to? That's what we're going to do. That's basically the rest of this episode. Get ready for it. That's why I said if you've never listened to this podcast before and you're like, oh, man, this is cool. I like it. I like pop culture stuff. This is not the episode to listen nope. to. Nope. I mean, maybe it is. Well, maybe. Not... Yeah. If you like fun people. I mean, we're fun people. I'm, I mean, I've been told I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> we have been. So, yeah. I don't know we're if I'm cool. You're, you're I mad I moody. I don't know if I'm fun. It's a reference to two episodes ago. Um, so Tiffany doesn't like it when we start with her and I feel weird starting with myself. So Alex, Ooh, me. what have you been up to? Okay. So, um, do you want to like one and like go around? Like you do one, Tiffany does one, I do one. Yeah. Ooh. Do the kind of a round thing okay. as opposed to like just all piling on you. Like you can do all your movies, but if you have other stuff to talk about. Okay. So I'll do all my movies. <clears throat> so what have you been up to Alex? So, um, not last episode. I got to remember that we have this. Spider-Man Spider-Man's in between this. We recorded Spider-Man also today. <laughs> okay, so two episodes ago, you guys talked about how you went to the drive-in. And last weekend, I went to the drive-in. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Cool. What'd so you go I, see? Um, so I went down to New Jersey to visit my friends that live down there, who mm-hmm. also listen to the podcast. One Who's of your friend? One of whom is Koei. Really? Really, Tiffany? I'm sorry, my nose is so stuffy. <clears throat> um, one of whom is Koei. And the other one, who is Koei's owner, Jess. Oh, she also emailed. 
Yes, and told us to stop making fun of Koei. Her yeah, Koei. Ko- Koei. We're making uh. fun of another Koei now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we went to the drive-in, and the plan was always, we're seeing whatever is paired with War for the Planet of the Apes, because mm-hmm. that's what came out this weekend. Sadly, it got paired with the movie Wish Upon. Which which was first? Uh, Wish Wish Upon was first. Oh, that's so oh, that's awful. awful. You couldn't even leave. Yeah, so oh. it's funny because the Thursday night showing was different than the weekend showing. Mm-hmm. Thursday night they had War for the Planet of the Apes first, and then Wish Upon. And oh. I got really excited when I saw that, and then I was like, "No, wait, we're going Saturday." And I looked at Saturday, and it was Wish Upon, then Planet of the Apes. So, uh, dear God, so we went. And I watched this. I, I wonder if that's because Wish Upon was coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so War for the Planet of the Apes would end by the time that Wish Upon well, would start and it would be Friday. They were both coming out on Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding then. So um, Wish Upon was, if you don't know about the movie, it's about a girl who gets a music box that grants seven wishes and it's all everything on it is written in chinese so she doesn't know what she's doing and you know like terrible hijinks (laughs) okay hijinks is the wrong word but um it's basically the classic monkey paw story retold as a terrible modern day horror movie this movie was laughably bad i was actually i laughed so much that the person sitting next to me was hitting me every time I laughed to be like, shut up sitting next to you in the car or yeah, sitting we, next to you. We were, we were sitting outside of the car, but oh, it was, okay. it was Jess. It was the person sitting next to me. She didn't like that. I was laughing. I thought like this movie was truly, truly a dumpster fire, which is apparently a thing I, I say all the time. You say garbage, you garbage say, you fire. Say steaming pile of garbage. Yeah. Gar- I'm going to call it a garbage fire. This was like, the entire um, like landfill was on fire because it was this that bad. It was truly Woof. terrible. Definitely the worst movie I've seen this year. Um, nothing about it was good. I hope that I will forget about this movie in the near future. What was your previous worst movie? Previous worst movie was Fist Fight. Okay, I remember you saying that. Um. This is much worse. Like, this movie makes Fist Fight look like, I'm not going to say a masterpiece, but like a decent flick. Nice. Um, and then after that was War for the Planet of the Apes, which was great. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the other two movies in this trilogy. I've seen none of them. We have not. I've okay. seen none of the Planet of the Apes movies ever for Planet of the Apes, I have seen the scene where they find the Statue of Liberty. Yep. And I have seen the scene where they find the Statue of Liberty, but it's being parodied in Spaceballs. Okay. That's what I've seen of, of Planet of the Apes. Okay. So, <clears throat> when I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is the first one. That's the Franco one? Yes. I had seen both of the previous Planet of the Apes. So, the f- oh, original okay. one with Charlton Heston. And the Burton one. And the Tim Burton remake. Okay. Um but i didn't have particular high hopes like i was like i'll see this movie i saw it in theaters what did you think of those other two um i thought the original was pretty good i thought the remake was pretty terrible okay um i saw rise of the planet of the apes in theaters and i loved it i was like this movie's amazing the cgi the performance capture is what Mm -hmm. they call it um 
not motion capture. I guess that makes sense. Uh, The performance capture is phenomenal. It's really on display in the first movie. Hmm. And then they made it even better somehow for the next two. Um, It's really, really impressive. So the first movie was great. I was so excited when the second movie came out. I saw it opening day in theaters and it was somehow even better. Like the performance capture was mind blowing in the second one and it it really knocked my socks off. So I was super excited for this movie. Cool. And it about met, met my expectations, maybe a little, um, underperformed for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as good as the second one for me, but it was better, better than the first one. It was like, it was really good. This is to me, one of the most consistent trilogies I've ever seen. Like, 1, 2, and 3 are all phenomenal movies okay. that are, like, solid. Like, I I can't think of, other than Lord of the Rings, for <laughs> me, a more consistent trilogy that's telling a linear story, you know? Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I really can't speak to that because I haven't seen right. these movies, but I mean... Um, the original Back to the Future trilogy, as far as I'm concerned, also tells a very linear story, and like you get the um, like an evolution of characters mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I don't know if that's something that this movie also does. Yeah, or... yeah, it follows like there are or Caesar, right? There are four characters that it kind of follows through all three movies, mm-hmm. who are Caesar, Rocket, Maurice, um, and. Oh, God. What's the name of the other one? I'm not going to be able to remember his name. He's the gorilla. Okay. And then Koba, who's in the first two movies, but... He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And he's kind of in the third movie, but not really. Um, Spoiler? Eh. Not really. Okay. Um, it's It, it follows these apes, and mm-hmm. it, it's definitely linear storytelling like everything's cool. connected it's one big story arc it's really good nice do you have any trilogies that you like recently tiffany recently or just in general <sighs> like I'm, I'm, we're talking about just like solidly consistent <sighs> there's really nothing i actually really don't like trilogies nice not like I... star wars lord of the rings um I... back to the future None of like and I'm, I'm gonna get the like Matrix. I'm gonna okay. get like uh, Jaws. People, well, Jaws isn't really a trilogy. I, I love Jaws, but like, there's nothing that's like, oh, my favorite movie series is mm-hmm. X. Like, Lord of the Rings is really good. Star Wars is obviously Star Wars. Back to the Future is. I like the first one. I haven't really watched the other two enough to. Divorce. <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtle. Ooh, okay, okay, wow, okay, I could, I could see that. I'm not a bold. I'm not a big franchise person. Okay, that's fine. I'm really not. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm like looking around our room here, looking at our movies, and I'm like, there's really nothing that like jumps out. Like, uh, yeah, I. We were talking earlier about what makes a trilogy, and I think this is actually a really interesting point. Because we were um, talking along the lines of how there are certain franchises that kind of were trilogies but are no longer trilogies. Right. Like if you look at the Indiana Jones movies, 
they're technically no longer considered a trilogy right. because there's now a fourth one. I don't think it was ever really a trilogy. We talked about this. Yes, I know. I don't think it was ever really a trilogy. I think it was an interesting point. Yeah, I, I don't think it was ever really a trilogy because it wasn't linear storytelling. It's not three movies that are connected by a plot thread. It's mm-hmm. three movies that are connected. Or even connect- thematically. Or like- like, th- yeah, even thematically. These are three movies that are connected by a character. Mm-hmm. Um, a character. That's a, it. Like, well, uh, well Marion's in the no. Marion right, in the third um, one. Someone's no, in the not. third one. Um, from the first one. Oh, um, um Bell- Bellic comes back. Yeah, not Bellic. Um, the th- th- Sulla. Sulla. Whatever his back. name is, I can't remember his name. Uh, Gimli. Comes Gimli. Back. Yes. Uh, uh, John Rhys Davies. Yep. So yeah, it's it's franchising in the fact that it's three movies connected by one character, not necessarily. Um, a mm-hmm. story that's overarching three movies. That's what I see Planet of the Apes as, or yep. Lord of the Rings definitely as. Even Back to the Future. Yep. That that that's about Marty McFly and and Doc and Doc and their progression through this mm-hmm. one overarching story. Yep. And I think it's interesting how you can have a franchise, but then you can also have a trilogy inside of said franchise, yes. like we talked about Star Trek. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the um two three and four form a trilogy of spock or whatever right yes it's um so wrath of khan search for spock um voyage home something about space whales yes space whales (laughs) great movie i I, that movie is amazing land Um, space whales what land space whales (laughs) that's giraffes giraffes are basically land space whales (laughs) futurama but yeah um Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it was, it was good. Though, it was right? good. I like. I highly suggest anybody that likes movies <laughs> see all three of those. I think I think they're really, really great movies. And if you're a fan of um, CGI and you want to see some phenomenal mm-hmm. performance capture, see these movies. And Andy Serkis, do you think he's mm-hmm. gonna get an Oscar nod for it? Probably not. Do you think he deserves one? <sighs> I. That's a probably not. I reserve judgment until I've seen everything mm. that's come out this year. Well, we're close to the... Well, we're over halfway through. Yeah, but over halfway through the year doesn't mean we're over halfway through the good movies coming out this year because they, they backload. Yeah, it's all, like all, all the, December. Yeah, all the like Oscar-worthy movies that tend to come out in the latter half of the year. So <laughs> I think his performance was just as good in this one as it was in the last two. Um I think he actually had more room for a bigger performance in this one because, like, as the movies progress, so does um, Caesar's, like, ability to act human. Okay. So, this one's probably the most human performance. Um, they actually... The, the apes actually speak in this one, correct? The apes... Because uh, I remember t- Together Apes Strong. I, like, I heard that in the yeah. trailer. So, technically, Caesar speaks in every movie. Okay. Um, he, like, delivers like one line in the first, first movie, but then he talks a little bit in every other movie, but it's mostly sign language for him. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third movie, it's mostly talking. Okay. Less sign language. Um, yeah, I could see like what they did with Lord of the Rings where they gave Return of the King all the Oscars because like all three movies were Everyone great. Everyone knew that the last one though was right. like, going to be the one that went everything. I could see them doing something like that, that for this one where they're just like, okay, Andy Serkis has been amazing for three movies. Let's give him um, a nomination for this. 
I could hmm. see that happening. Totally. Cool. Especially if it's a light year in terms of performance, which I don't know. It could be. I haven't seen everything. Touche. Um, so. Is that any other movies? Or? I saw three more movies. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I saw, uh, other than Spider-Man Homecoming, which we already talked about. See, last episode. Uh, I saw The Beguiled, which was the new Sofia Coppola directed film with um, Kirsten Dunst and that other lady, uh, Nicole Kidman (laughs) and Elle Fanning and Colin Farrell. Nice. And it's, um, it's a nice movie. It's really well shot. Pacing in the first half is a little eh. But it was a it was an interesting period piece about uh, takes place during the Civil War. It's about these women that live in the house together, and they find an injured soldier on their property, and they bring him in and like help him. Cool. And it's kind of like it's interesting where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. It was fine. <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, and then the other two movies that I want to talk about much more, I saw yesterday. Um, so we're gonna talk about the good one first. Okay. Which was Dunkirk. Oh yeah. Any Which good? is the new Christopher Nolan film. I've only heard good things it was about it. Phenomenal. It was absolutely uh, mind blowingly good. I I love Chris Nolan. Let's mm-hmm. just get that out there. I've loved every movie he's ever released. I will even apologize for The Dark Knight Rises. Like I Whoa. I don't think he's made a bad movie. I Memento and The Prestige are two of my favorite movies ever. So I had high hopes for this movie, and it totally met them. It is best movie ever. It was no, okay. One of the best movies I've seen this year, probably my third favorite of his movies after The Prestige and Memento. Um, not necessarily in that order. Maybe Memento, Prestige, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's his third best film. This is probably the best war movie I've ever seen. Um, it is like the first scene of saving private Ryan, mm-hmm. like the D day scene yep. just for 145 or an hour and 45 minutes. Whoa. It's just the entire movie was so tense. The sound design for it was phenomenal. The sound mixing wasn't quite there for me. Maybe it was the theater I was in. What's the difference between sound mixing and sound design? Okay. So sound, sound editing is the sound effects that they make for the movie. The, mm-hmm. Like the what Foley. you're, everything you're hearing yep. is sound mixing, sound design mm-hmm. or sound editing. Sorry. Sound editing is everything you hear. Everything that was made to be in the movie. Okay. Sound mixing is how they mix yeah. the audio and like the so the audio of the people talking with the uh, sound effects with the score how everything's mixed together okay i don't think the mixing was perfect was it like cuz you couldn't understand sometimes yeah or? sometimes it was hard to understand dialogue mm-hmm. which i've had that issue sometimes in theaters but then I'll go to watch it at home and i don't have the same issue so well, they probably might fix it after the fact yeah but... it could happen after the fact like I had that issue in theaters watching The Dark Knight Rises. I was like, what's Bane saying, like, sometimes? Mm-hmm. But then I go home and watch it, and I understand every single word he says perfectly. So, like, I don't know if they fixed it afterwards or if it was just... Might have been the theater. It, yeah, it could have something to do with how theaters have their bass and treble mm-hmm. um, e- equalized. But I had, like, some issues hearing certain um, dialogue lines. But there's so little dialogue in this movie that I didn't mind... Because everything's pretty much told to you visually. Um, 
you can pretty much understand everything that's happening in this movie just by watching it. Cool. But it is so tense. Like, I'm not lying. One hour and 45 minutes of just high, tense, like, just, oh my god. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. The movie I watched right after that? (laughs) Not so good. What was it? It was called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Now, I know people have had high hopes for this because it's supposed to be like... It's like Luc Besson and he's going off the rails. So, yeah. Okay. So, Luc Besson is this French director. And he's directed um, one good movie. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Leon the Professional. Oh, okay. Um, and then... It's an old movie. And then a lot of bad movies since then. Um, the Fifth Element. Uh, the Family. Lucy. Um... And now Valerian Valerian. in the city of a thousand planets. Um, From what I understand, he wanted to make this movie back in the late nineties when he ended up making the fifth element. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's been saying in interviews, Oh, I'm glad I waited because I wouldn't have been able to make this movie now. And I think that is just like an excuse. It's not true. He could have (laughs) made this movie anytime he wanted. Um, There's nothing particularly special about this movie. It's got some interesting visuals, but it doesn't make up for the dumpster fire of a script. The two worst lead performances I think I've seen all year (laughs) who had zero chemistry with each other. It was like watching Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan on screen together was maybe the worst thing I've seen on screen all uh, You didn't see Transformers 5 with Mark Wahlberg trying to be romantic with <laughs> anyone. True, true. Yeah, that was horrible. But, I don't know. Like, I've seen Mark Wahlberg, and I've seen Dane DeHaan before, and I would take Mark Wahlberg a hundred times over Dane DeHaan. Um, what else was terrible about this movie? Rihanna's, like... Not the worst thing in this movie, which tells you how bad this movie is. Because Rihanna's in it, and I'm not complaining about her. Um, she Ethan was in Hawk, Battleship. Ethan Hawke was great in this movie. Ethan Hawke's great. Like I like Ethan Hawke. He shows up for 30 He's seconds He's awesome. as this like brothel proprietor. Um, okay. Space brothel. Is it like um, the the sextillion in Saga? Kind of. Cool. Um, and he's eccentric and fun, and then he's gone. Um, Does he get his head smushed? No. Ah, too bad. Um, Clive Owen is terrible as the villain. Spoiler alert. Uh, Oh my god. It's just, it is like a truly awful movie. 7 out of 10. I'm kind of glad I saw it in theaters because the visuals were kind of better Mm -hmm. on a big screen. But I'm also not glad I saw it in theaters because I paid to see that piece of poo. (laughs) Um, overall, exactly what I expected. <laughs> okay. Well, the last movie I saw of his was Lucy, and I'm, I've decided recently that it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. So I had really low expectations for this. The worst movie. Um, after seeing... Why didn't you like Lucy? Um, why would anyone like Lucy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I wouldn't know. It is, like super intellectual quote-unquote drivel like 
It's have you ever seen the subreddit I'm 14 and this is deep? Yes. That's what Lucy is. Oh, okay. It's it's like it's that sounds ri- like a reddit that I need it's to read. Written, it's written so it's written by someone that was probably 13, but actually Luke Besson. <laughs> <laughs> so it it seems like it was written by a 13-year-old and they were like, "Oh my god, this is the most deep." And then like it put it was put on screen and everyone's just like, "No, this isn't deep. This is just like, was it better or worse than that um, uh, Johnny Depp movie where he Transcendence? Was, yes. Like 20,000 times worse. Wow, because I heard Transcendence was a terrible, terrible movie. It, it's not a great movie. Okay. But Lucy's a worse movie. Um, okay. Yeah, like I, I have trouble thinking of worse movies that I've seen. Maybe like Tammy or anything starring Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Um, but I also like Lucy is truly terrible. Um, I don't suggest you ever see it. I don't plan on it. If you do be drunk and maybe in a group so you can make fun of it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so like I had low hopes because it's Luke Besson and I think he like, he had a fluke when he made Leon the professional because that's an amazing movie. Either that or he like went insane after he made that movie and decided to make a bunch of terrible movies. Um, so I had low expectations, and it was really bad. So, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Alright. Don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> gets the no refund stamp of approval. Yeah, it gets the Alex... Garbage fire stamp. Gar- garbage fire stamp of whatever. <laughs> it's a crackling garbage fire. I want to um, make you a stamp. Are those stamp. all your movies? That is all the movies stamp. that I've seen. Oh, okay. So... Tiffany. Yeah. What have you been up to? Any, uh, want, give, give me a, give me something. Give me something? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. It's 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 been a weird, a weird, crazy summer. I've already talked about that I'm co-directing a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is like the place to talk about this, but I just ran a summer camp. With sure. My, yeah, that's kind of really, like a lot of my stuff has been work related. Because mm-hmm. um, this is kind of my busy time at work, so... Um, I did a summer camp and I had four students and we made a, a short film for the 92nd Newberry Film Festival, which is a cool little film festival that I think I talked about this before, um, that this author James Kennedy runs and it's basically take a a Newberry award winning book, condense it into 90 seconds or try to. So we ended up doing uh, a book called Millions of Cats, Mm -hmm. Millions of Cats walking around doing stuff and it somehow ended up into a star wars harry potter um <laughs> it ended up being millions of stormtroopers with darth vader going and recruiting all his stormtroopers and harry potter and awesome. um deadpool was in it and it was oh, it was brilliant man. i would so. watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> you, you said it's a really old book too right yeah it's from like 1928 it's yeah. crazy. Or 1922. Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird... Star premise... Wars 1928. It's a long time ago. Yeah, because <laughs> the Newberry Award's been far. around. I mean, ooh. Excuse me, my nose is running, so... Where's it Blow running it. to? <laughs> oh, you better go catch it. <laughs> so, so that's kind of what I've been doing is just, you know, editing that stuff. And I'm doing some on-camera stuff at work where I'm doing a whole show. And I'm the talent, so it's pretty cool. That's super exciting. So not only voice talent, I'm doing face talent. You're the only one here that could do face talent. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> but I don't know. I I um I did start reading Paper Girls again. Ah, nice. I started it over from the beginning, so I'm I'm back in there and I'm like, okay, I gotta get back into that and What are you thinking of it so far? I like it. I like it and I and I 
remember Alex, you had said something about like it's like, did you compare it to to Lumber James, but for like adults? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I get that. Sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. You did. And I get that feel from it, and so I'm only like an issue in or something, but I'm gonna pick that back up. But then <laughs> Spencer is making noises. He's so cute. Who's Spencer? Um, He's our fourth member. What was the other thing I was just gonna say? I was talking about. Um, oh, keeping up with like the the Comic Con stuff. I've I've yep. kind of been casually following the Comic Con and the Disney just did their D twenty three Expo, and it seems mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, but we just watched the Stranger Things two trailer. That looks good, and it looks freaking awesome. So I'm super excited about that. I know Dwight, you didn't watch it, but I did watch the. Um, extended Thor Ragnarok trailer, and it was very cool. I don't know what things were spoilers in there, so. Well, that's the reason I didn't want to watch it, is because I've seen the first trailer, and so I kind of have what an idea of what I think is going to happen, but I don't want to necessarily know mm-hmm. all the beats, and I don't, and that's what trailers tend to do, is yep. they tend yeah. to give away all those large beats. So I don't necessarily want that type of stuff, shut up, <laughs> spoiled for me. That's why I love teasers and hate trailers. I, I follow that. That's kind of been like a big I issue. I hate teasers. Oh, okay. Well, see, I like wow. teasers because they don't give away a lot of the plot. But the every time I watch a trailer now, I'm always like, oh, this is going to be great. It's like going to be like another teaser. And it like lays out the entire movie for you. Yeah. Why don't you like teasers? I hate teasers. In, and I don't, I, don't hate, I don't hate the concept of the teaser. But I hate what the teaser has become. There's the teaser before the teaser. And then there's the teaser for the other teaser. And there's the teaser for the trailer. And there's the teaser for the second trailer. And I just don't like what that... I get triggered by the word teaser. Yeah, because they had like a teaser for like, like the Spider-Man trailer or the teaser for the Spider-Man teaser and it was him jumping off of the Washington Monument. Right. That was all the teaser was. Yeah. And the I'm teaser like, for the teaser. It's yeah. like, come on. Just, well, yeah. I, I just can't, I can't stand this like weird world we live in where we like literally get excited about trailers. Like it's just a, like I, I like trailers and I love it and I understand it. It's a great way to get hyped, but just people like, oh man, yeah, yeah. They get, like, so into it, and I'm like, I'll wait for the thing to come out. And... I'd like trailers if they showed me less. Like, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I want trailers to be limited to, like, 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I want them just to be, like, a sizzle reel of cool stuff happening. Yeah, I don't need I, I a don't plot need... summary. Like, the Thor Ragnarok one, there was, like, voiceover and this yeah. and that. I'm like, I don't need it to tell a story in the trailer. Like, just show me I, I actually really liked... A lot of people were complaining that there were shots in the Spider-Man trailer that didn't make it into the movie. I'm happy when that happens. And I wish trailers were only shots that didn't make it into the movie. Do that would be a great way to cut a trailer. Do you remember the old Pixar trailers? No. no. They, okay, so the best one that I can think of is in the for The Incredibles. The way that Pixar used to do trailers is they would just render scenes mm-hmm. that didn't happen in the movies. Nice. The, huh. the Incredibles one... Kind of like when they do bloopers, like they, they at invent the end of the bloopers movie, yeah. and they make them. That's yeah. exactly it. The Incredibles huh. one was, it was like a shot of Mr. Incredible in like a doorway trying to get his suit on. Yeah. And that's all that it was, was him like lifting it up, gut coming out, lifting it up, oh, gut coming yeah. out. And that was the entire trailer that wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. Like it was, it was just a 30 second spot of him doing that. That's and awesome. It was great and pixar used to do that i don't know i don't think they still do that but it was that those were my favorite types of trailers because it gave you a hint of the world it gave you a hint of the characters but it wasn't in the final thing so it was nothing spoilery or anything like that See, and that to me is the true definition of like a teaser yep you know giving you a taste of it without showing you anything yeah so i i 
I try to avoid trailers, but I go to the movies all the time, so I end up seeing... You probably see a billion of them. Like, but at yeah. this point, I'm seeing just the same ones over and over again, so I'm enraged by it, but also okay with it. Like, it just drives me insane that I've seen Daddy's Home 2 trailer, like, <laughs> oh, 20 times. Oh, God. And I'm super excited for Kingsman 2, but I've seen the trailer, like, 20 times as well. I'm just like... I don't want to see the same thing over and over again, but I also don't want to get spoiled on anything. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. Rough. Um, the other thing I was going to say, speaking of Comic-Con, is um, we're super into Funko Pops, which sounds like a silly thing for a bunch of 30-year-olds to like. I understand some people hate them. I, I think they're love adorable. Them. I love them, and we have so many of them, and they're so cute, But they, and they keep coming out with more, and we have this conversation every once in a while, like, what is the end? When, you know, Funko Pops have been around since what? Like mid two thousands, like two thousand. That's a good Since question. the dawn of time, I disagree. Um, the first ones I remember getting were Game of Thrones. Oh wow! They, they did. My first Mar- one was Princess Leia. They did Marvel oh, wow. Comics before that. I think Marvel Comics were their first license. And really? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Star Wars was my Princess Leia one was one of the. Does first your Leia ones. not? Is your Leia a bobblehead? She's a bobblehead. Okay, all Star Wars ones are bobbleheads, but I feel like the early ones weren't. I might be wrong though. Well, all of my Game I of think... Thrones ones are vinyls, not pop or not bobbleheads. But the the all the Marvel ones are fun, are bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. Yes. And always have been. Yeah, I believe you're correct. But I mean, like I, there was. Like... I think at first the intent was for them to all be bobbleheads mm-hmm. because I feel like some of the early ones were. Like I said, none of the Star Wars ones are, but my Princess Leia one is definitely a bobblehead. A bunch of my Star Wars ones are bobbleheads. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But I yeah, got, no, it's, it's, I, I got yeah. all my Star Wars ones late. Like, uh, oh, okay. mine weren't early ones. But it's just an interesting thing, like, thinking about how long they've been around, and they just continue to release not only new properties, but they just have so many variants, and there's people who, you know, they have these, like, special edition and, and um, you know, alternate costumes and all the stuff, and they go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars online. Like, so what's the end game? I don't care because I love them, but I was just looking at the, um, they're, they're, they're releasing their lineups of, of future stuff and they have like a whole, I don't really like DC, but I love the DC bombshells. I love pinup girls. Mm-hmm. Um, as a straight woman, I, you might think that's weird that you're, I, you're straight. I am straight, huh. but I love, I love pinup girls. I love pinup girl art. I love that whole that whole style. So I love the DC bombshells. So they have um, a Poison Ivy one coming out, and I'm super excited. And they're also doing another line of something. That's what Funko does. They release all these little, like, like the Dorbs and all this. These little, like, mini lines, I guess, because I feel like none of them last very long. Um, but they have um, some Wes Anderson stuff. So they have a couple Life Aquatic and Royal Tenenbaums little vinyl things and i think it's cool i just think it's neat that you can be into any fandom anything from movies to tv to comics to cartoons to like anything and there's stranger things and i have um i have mordecai and rigby from regular show they make them for like all the classic cartoons they make them Mm -hmm. like there's um pac-man we have Pac-Man. video game ones um my sister just tagged me in a post they're doing more christmas ones horror so they, movie ones yeah they make them for everything they're doing uh, a carrie one with her in the blood and they're yep. doing um doing norman bates yep yeah they're doing psycho the they're doing um there are so many there's so many so it's like anything 
you like, you can find a little statue of it. I have think a bunch of Dragon cool. Ball Z ones. So yeah. I, I looked it up, and the first ones came out in 2010. Wow. Okay. The company's been around since 1998. Wow. I just looked that up. I didn't know that. Well. But so, the so fr- seven they, years. They, they came out um, at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, I guess that's why, they're so ex- that's why they're so big of a deal there. Um, in 2010, which would have been right around when Game of Thrones started. It started in 2011? Uh, yes, 2011. So if it started... We're, well, we're on season seven. seven now, so it'd be 2010. So 2010. So it would make sense that those were the first pops that I got. Yeah, so that's cool. So I've been doing that. Um, do you want to talk about... Can I talk about George Romero? Sure. Things I've been up to. Is well, that a, uh, well, let's do you let's just, talk we, about we, that later. We were gonna keep on going yeah. around. We were gonna do like one, okay, then okay, one, okay. then one. Okay. So, I'll go for for a bit. So, um, recently, um, there was the Evo tournament, which What's I want to talk about. Evo is uh the Evolutions Games tournament. It's like the largest fighting game, video game fighting game tournament, um, I believe in the world, and they stream it over Twitch. It's always in Las Vegas, and it takes place over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year they had, I believe it was nine games. Uh, there was Super Smash Brothers Melee, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U, um, Injustice Two, Marvel vs. Capcom Three, Street Fighter Five, Blaze Blue, Central Fiction, Guilty Gear Xrd Third, uh, Xrd Revelator Three, or something like that. Um, and others. Did I ever see Marvel vs. Capcom? You said Marvel vs. Yeah. Was there any Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Injustice. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Injustice de- technically. Injustice is the Mortal Kombat yeah. um, version. I forgot about that. I'm going to look it up really quick. EVO 2017. Uh, Tekken 7. Oh, right. Tekken 7. And... That's it. Oh, and King of Fighters 14. Oh, wow. That's the list. There's a whole bunch of them. And the thing that's awesome about this tournament is Evo has four Twitch streams, and they stream all weekend. So you... At any given time, you can be watching Smash Brothers pools, then you can switch over to Street Fighter finals, and then you can um, jump over to see Blaze Blue um, money matches type stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome, and the great thing about these these fighting games is they are all so drastically different. Everyone is you got your Street Fighter, you got your King of Fighter, you got your like I said Blaze Blue. Everything looks different. It's all uh, super fast, super fun. And I, I just love watching these things. And having been getting into um, fighting games recently, uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that on the other one. I'm really excited for um, Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they did a lot of um, previewing for that. They had a side tournament for Dragon Ball Fighters Z, and they've uh, un- they announced at Evo that Trunks is gonna Future Trunks is gonna be a playable character, nice. which is fun. Um, and I just uh, love watching Evo because there's like so many hype moments if you like watching fighting games or if you like fighting games in general um the way that the the smash 4 set ended i don't know if you watched that oh salem yes salem versus zero salem reset and then one yep and then one and the way he won like it was an odd like he he, it was off the top and they were both off screen so you didn't know what was going to happen that was just game he did a sweet combo bayonetta is known for that Mm -hmm. like she can Kind of like Zero Suit Samus. She can combo people off the top at, at really low, percentages. low percentages. So, like, even though he was down two stocks to one, yep. everyone was like, oh, it could still happen. It could, And yeah. then it happened. Well, he and- was he was at, like, 100 and 
30%, yep. which is crazy high. Yeah. So one hit from Diddy Kong would have sent him going over the edge. And he, it was, he didn't get hoo No, he did not. Well, hoo not a thing anymore. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they patch that out? Yeah, they... <laughs> but, so that was great. Um, I really liked watching that. I, I loved watch, I watched the Melee stuff. That was a, real, a lot of the fun. The Melee stuff was as expected. <laughs> the, 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 my issue with Melee at this point is because it's such an old game, I'm not impressed by watching it anymore like granted the th- these people are doing things that i will never ever ever be able to do yeah. and it's so technically cool to watch but like nothing you're you're right it's i'm not shocked that it was uh armada. Ar- it was armada and um mango, mango were in the top two and guess what hbox was there mewtwo king was there Le- leffen not making it mate was a bit of an yeah. upset but i mean it was the people you were expecting yeah it was the characters you were expecting i think that's the issue with like Melee well, is because there's only like five characters that you really see over and over again, well, more or less. The game's so old that it doesn't get balance patches. Yeah. So, like, Fox will always be kind of OP. Yep. Fox, um, Sheik, Marth, yeah. you're always going to see them. But, like, it's so cool to watch Armada be the number one ranked in the world when he plays Peach, who's not a well, like, regarded character mm-hmm. in the meta. Like, Peach isn't someone that you see a lot of people play. And Armada plays, like, top tier against everyone. He's so good. Which is fun, yeah. Ah, that's good stuff. And, uh, and Akuma won Street Fighter V, which is, like, a big deal because Akuma's considered relatively a, a, a mid-tier character. Oh, that's cool. So that was really cool. Um, there are certain games that I like watching, like Street Fighter, like... I played a lot of Smash, so I can understand the language of what's yep. happening. But there are other games that I've I've just started picking up, like Blaze Blue and um, Guilty yep. Gear, where you watch it and you have no idea what's going on. No idea. There's a character where one of his special abilities is he disappears, and then he uh, a door appears in the middle of the screen, and he opens up the door and it hits the opponent. It's like I don't understand what inputs he did to make that happen right or there are some characters who like they litter the screen with all these little like um points that then they, then they can then jump off of or yeah. i don't understand what buttons they're being pressed to do that I, like i whereas street fighter it's like well, maybe it's just because i've played it so long but i understand that throwing a hadouken i under i know what that entails right. i know what a heavy punch looks like i know what a jump in looks like like the the language for that is really basic yeah but so uh, watching something like Guilty Gear, while it's like flashy and fun, it's mm-hmm. hard to necessarily follow. But something like Injustice, I really like the Injustice stuff because you could. There was a very easy language to follow. Yeah, that's why I enjoy watching Smash and like not not a fighter game, but like Overwatch. I yeah. like watching games that I've played enough that I can understand mm-hmm. what's happening and what's going into it. Like I'm, I'm not even close to where any of these Smash Bros yeah. are. But like I can understand when they're talking about nares and back back mm. throws and like all of this stuff. Like I, I understand what's going on. I'm watching cool. it. I know what they're doing. I watched Guilty Gear for like <laughs> half an hour, and I was like, "What is happening right now? This is yeah. what? Oh my god! It's yeah, insane. Like maybe if I played it a little bit." I might be able to follow, but where I'm at, I watched it and I was like, this is cool. These people are clearly talented. What, like when they showed them in the corner playing with their fight doing sticks, their stuff, I'm just like, whoa, 
but overall, like, I'd much rather watch something that I'm familiar with. I totally understand that. There are some games that when you watch stream, it's just like, you're right, what is going on? But then there are other games that, like, yeah, like you just said, I 100% agree with that. That's why I like um, when um, tournaments do, like, beginner streams. Like, Apex does it um, sometimes um, where they'll do two streams, one for, like, people who are experienced and know what's going on, and others for, like, brand new people that have never watched it before where the announcers are like explaining exactly what's going on and i like that i wish more tournaments did that and maybe evo doesn't do it because it's like the biggest like fighting game tournament blah 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 i think that's the idea behind it is they don't want people to be like jumping on exactly yeah It's, it's this is supposed to be like you don't watch the Super Bowl and have people explain to you how football is being right. played. It's it's the pinnacle type of deal. I understand. But yeah. Cool. So Evo. So yeah, like I said, I've been playing some other fighting games, which have been fun. How about you, Alex? Have you been up to anything else? So um, I've actually been... So we're gonna. Ta- I'm going to talk about TV shows that I've been watching. Okay. There are three things that I'm going to mention. We number, got a couple of TV shows we've been watching too. Number one, Game of Thrones is back. That makes me so happy. Um, the first episode was great. Yep. Not going to go into detail. Don't really. It was good. Feel, feel like it, was, it was excellent. Once the season's over, I feel like we'll probably talk about it. That's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, first episode was great in preparation for it. I rewatched all six seasons. Oh, I haven't done that. And I did it in like two and a half weeks. Damn. So I was just like, I was watching six or seven episodes a day. Holy crap. Just like overloading myself. You need a girlfriend. Um, true um <laughs> if anyone out there is interested uh please write in to no refunds podcast at gmail.com <laughs> i'll post a nice uh, flattering picture of alex to go along with this episode just like tiffany's last uh, episode was her with the spider-man outfit yeah i'll post a good picture of alex with please this one photoshop like me that. doing something cool okay um so i watched all six seasons getting ready for it got me so hyped for it and then the first episode was so satisfying for me um on the topic of rewatching, mm-hmm. I started about two months ago rewatching Psych because they announced that a movie's There's coming a movie, out. Right? Yeah. yeah did the, they announce? Did they show the trailer or was so it the trailer the, came out? Uh, a teaser was, came out today. Oh, okay. I don't know. A if teaser re- or a trailer? We just talked about this. If this was a <laughs> teaser, which n- none of it will be in the movie because it's the actors getting ready for the movie. So it, it was actually really funny. So. Um, they announced that a movie is going to be coming out this December. They announced it like a couple months ago. So once that got announced, I decided I was going to rewatch the show. So I've been slowly doing that, chipping away at it. And then the teaser came out today and I watched it. And it's the two lead actors that play Sean and Gus. I don't know if you've watched this. Never show. watched Psych. So the two lead actors, it's them getting a call and being like, oh, a Psych movie. We better get ready. And it's them like trying to remember how to be humans basically how long ago was the show canceled uh or off the air or four years wow it's been a while yeah i think it was 2014 i want to say it was 2014 it was eight seasons long okay um so that was a really funny teaser where it's not something that's going to be in the movie Mm -hmm. but it's like them trying to deliver their their characters like iconic lines that came up like recurring lines um it was may the force be with you kind of it was funny 
Um, so I've been rewatching that. And then the last show I want to talk about is something that you guys recommended to me on not last the last episode, the two. episode before us, two episodes ago, called Glow. That's so, the face of someone who loved Glow. The, yeah, what did I say? The, the day after we recorded, I went home and I watched it because it's ten half hour episodes. It's yep. like five hours. Like easy. How'd I, you fit that in with your Game of Thrones watching? Um this was before I was doing I know, my I'm Game of Thrones watching, you. I think. Or maybe in the middle of it. So watched all the episodes glow. Um, right after I finished it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. I've settled on uh, Glow wasn't a very good show. I told you. But yeah, you did say he wasn't gonna did. like it. So you were right. I, I was wrong. Like so I think you're both kind of right because I like it in concept. I don't like it in execution. Mm-hmm. I think Glow would have been a great movie. I think it faltered in the fact that it was five hours. I think that it didn't need like four episodes of exposition at the beginning. I think that that was too long and draw- drawn out. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there were like three actual characters in the show and everyone else was immediately forgettable and nothing to me. Okay. Um, I felt like if it had been tightened and like edited well, it could have been a really good two and a half hour movie because I thought that the la- the back half of the season was really so- strong. Mm-hmm where it started to hit its stride. I just felt like the first the three first three episodes specifically were a slog for me. Oh. Like they were only 30 minutes but they felt like they were an hour. I I did not enjoy them. But once it hit its stride, it hit its stride well. So like I think it was good, but I I didn't like it. Okay, I follow you. Uh, like does that make sense? I no, I guess. Yeah, that does. We finished it as well. And yeah. Tiffany, what did you think of it? I I mean, I'm the woman voice on it, so anything that has strong female characters, I'm like, yeah, woohoo! I love the whole aesthetic of the show. Mm. I love Allison Brie. Um, I thought she was really fun. I do agree there were points, though, where I was like, why are we spending so much time on this? It's, it's a half an hour show. Like, yeah. we need to move a little bit. Um, and there were certain things that... I'm assuming because they're going to do a season two, but there were certain things that they kind of left... Yeah, you know, unanswered and, and kind of open ended. I'm like, are you gonna address this? Like, you're a little presumptuous. Like, you know, you're not gonna, you're just gonna do. You know, um, there was something with. Can I t- can I say spoilers? Yeah, no, yeah. There was like it, a it, whole it, thing with like Allison Bree's character, like getting like an abortion and all this, like, all these things that yeah, like that felt. Yeah, came of that. I already, yeah, I already so, forgot about that. But you know what I mean? There were things. There were moments like that that were like. Did that need to be in there? Like, did you have to have a thing where she had a pregnancy scare? Like, what did that add to? See, it didn't the develop character. her character outside of like that she was willing mm-hmm. to get an abortion. Right. Like, it, like, it didn't add anything. So there were things like that. There were different choices that were made. But I love the music. I love. Um, I love. I agree with you. The second half is way stronger. I love some of the relationships that started to build with some yeah. of the characters and some of the. Once stuff. they started developing the, the character, the secondary yeah. characters, I think it was right. I it got that I, a better. Lot. I yeah. felt like too many of the secondary characters took backseats. Like, so as somebody who watched Orange Is the New Black and actually enjoyed it, mm-hmm. Orange Is the New Black actually developed all its secondary characters. Yep. Because it was a forty-five minute show, so maybe I think this should have been longer. Maybe my complaint yeah. is that it wasn't longer. But I also, like, almost don't care about those characters enough to want it to be longer. Mm-hmm. But maybe 
I would care about them if it was longer. So, like, I'm kind of up in the air on... I, yeah. I either want it to be longer or shorter. I don't want it to be the length that it was. I, I feel like the, the shortness of it caused certain secondary characters who should have been developed more to suffer. Um, a good example, I think, is the, the girl who ends up... Um, spoiler alert ends up being the the daughter yeah because yeah. she has that like boyfriend at one point and that just felt like incredibly rushed yep. and then oh the pizza guy the, the pizza yeah. guy, the guy who who she's who she's then starts trying to defend her father too like oh no he's a genius he's this yep. like it just felt like there wasn't enough time to develop that yeah. that, that could have been a whole seasonal subplot yeah. of mm-hmm. like her idolizing him and it could have actually been like you know in depth as opposed to just like a very surface level the only secondary character that felt like an actual character to mm-hmm. me was um the machu picchu machu picchu the I one the one who's Car- Carmen, Carmen, the one whose father was yeah. a wrestler yeah. and had the brothers well that's be- she felt like an actual character mm-hmm. everyone else i i'm gonna stick with it i yeah. i will could have dealt with less of them everyone else yeah. the moment at the end where um carmen i think is her name is stage fighting stage yeah. has stage fright and she sees her father yeah. like that her is dad a good starts yelling chanting yeah. like that's like a really yeah. good like capper for an actual yeah. arc for a character yeah. she yeah. overcame something I and you, you I, I would argue that like allison brie also overcame stuff but that's just kind of well, like yeah. her being i don't a, think she's a secondary character, character. okay she's fair a enough main character her and mark Marin. her friend were, oh yeah were the main the two main female yeah. characters yep. and then the director was the other main character. So I, to me, there were like three main characters and then one solid secondary character. Okay. Everything else to me should have been edited in such a way that they either weren't in it <laughs> or just like background characters. Yeah. Like I wanted more of like the Sheila stuff. Like I, like cause they, they Who's sh- Sheila? the, the She-Wolf lady. Oh, She-Wolf. Okay. She-Wolf. They started like, she, that episode and I was like, oh, they're going to go into backstory. And then they did And they didn't never really did it. Like, she she was very, she clearly has something happened to her in the past. And, like, I would have loved to have found yeah. out of it. And that's something that Orange is the New Black would, would have, have done. gone into. Yeah. I, I still liked the show a lot. I Like I said, I I thought it was really funny. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it had me laughing. I don't feel, it hooked me from the beginning, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can understand it not, but... Maybe it was just because I was so like happy to see Allison Brie, and like right. so yeah. I was just like hooked in on her story. Um, I, like, I really liked it. I like some of the moments where, and this is another one of those shows, and I love when shows do this in movies when I'm laughing and I'm like, I don't know if I should be laughing. I I I, I love, love I love things that make me do that. Like, yeah, it the, makes you like question it. You're like, oh, this is really dark. Some but, some oh. of my favorite movies do mm-hmm. that. I this didn't this show didn't do that for me. Oh, there were a couple moments in the show that I was like, I don't know if I this I, sh- I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's funny. Yeah, to me, like I didn't love it. I didn't yeah. hate it. It was pretty milk toast for me. Did you use that? Use it last time. Sorry, Spider Man. It's pretty Dwight for me. Whoa! <laughs> I like the word milk toast because it's not spelled like milk toast. Yeah, it's yeah, got like a, a Q, Q, in Q in there. In it, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think you were both right, though. Yeah. Like, I thought the second half of this, I think the first half of the season was like a one out of ten for me. Like, I, wow. the wow. Fir- first half didn't like. Second half, like a seven out of ten. I'd, I'd watch so it. So it averages out I'd to watch like a four? Over and over. Yeah. Average out to like a That's four. That's not bad. Well, I hope that going forward, into, I hope that going excessive. into season two, because we've now 
done the actual wrestling yeah. and everything. Hopefully, going forward, we it's do. more of that. So we I've actually, two more characters I'm now. actually excited for season two because the last show that I felt like this about was Silicon Valley, and I'm still watching it because I love it. Uh-huh. Like I hated the first season of that show. The last two episodes were phenomenal, and I'm like, okay, I'll keep watching. And then it, like, second season hit the ground running, like had me going the entire way. Nice. So, I like how Parks and Rec was for me. I yeah. hated the Parks first season. Parks and Office. Parks and, and Rec office. season one is I love terrible. the first season I of The Office. I also love this first season of The Office. The, my, some of my, my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes is the basketball episode from season one. Yeah. You can go straight to hell with your but Parks and Rec, of The Office. Parks and Rec definitely... Season one's not that good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's six episodes. Doesn't yeah. mean it's not that good. Pa- Parks and Rec season one is awful. Yeah. Parks and Rec season one is... is but I had the luxury of, you know, this is, you know, when it was already released. Yeah, I think it was on. Oh. I think so were, it, it took you. It took you less than three hours to go through. Yeah, it. I watched it so. as it was airing. I'm sorry. Ugh. I regret every. Minute I wouldn't of have been it. able to do we it. We watched I, the first episode when it came out, and then we were just like, okay, no. Oh, and I see, revisited it a couple years later or a year later. I am kind of. I don't know if this is like stupid of me or smart of me. I don't give up on a show until i finish one season i know people who are like like that. if i watch especially a pilot so why mm-hmm. didn't you give up on parks and rec the first season was terrible because i i, I watch a full season so i gave up on it at the end of the first uh, season okay and then i didn't revisit it until someone was like are you watching parks and rec like season three season three mm-hmm. is and, good and i was like no i dropped it the first season was terrible and they were like watch it so i rewatched yeah. season one i was like this is terrible watch season two and i'm like this is phenomenal yeah and there are actually co-workers of mine that i'll tell i'll be like hey you should watch parks and rec and they're like i tried it i didn't like the first season i'm like push through, push it. through it everything after that is gold yep like that yeah. even the last season of that it ended on such a good note i love the last season of it, that. there I were agree. moments in the last season of parks and rec like that were like eh but it was still that's yeah i think that is like my See, favorite show i think like season six and some of season five was a little off for, mm-hmm. for parts. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the majority of it was solid. amazing. Yeah. Other than season one, it's a very solid yeah. show. Yep. How did we get there? Um, <laughs> Time out glow. glow. Watching season one. Watching. Oh, yeah. Like that. So yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic for season two. I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll probably yeah. watch it. And if it's only 10, 30 minute episodes, I'll probably finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm good. excited. So, I'm excited for it. We we've also been watching some other TV. Yeah, I didn't remember if we talked about this before. What no, you... we definitely didn't. Okay. Well, we started watching Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's the one I was like, did we start talking? Have, about have you that? have you ever watched Gravity Falls, Alex? Um, I watched a couple episodes once, and I meant to keep watching it, mm-hmm. but it just fell to the wayside. So Gravity Falls is a show on Disney. Tiffany, do you want to talk about? It? Um. Yeah. Well, it was a show on Disney. It ended yes. um last year. I believe so. Yeah. It was only. I actually, you talk about it. I'm so I can't summarize things. Okay. You do it. So Gravity Falls was a show on Disney, and it lasted for 40 episodes. And it's kind of like um, I don't want to say Twilight Zone, but it's 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 a part of this new wave of animation that's being made by people who are more or less our age in their mm-hmm. early 30s. And it's a Alex is in his late 20s. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> if, I'm basically in my 60s, according to some of yeah. our listeners. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, so it's it's about these two kids, um, Mabel and Dipper, Dipper and Mabel, whatever. Um, they, Who names their kid Dipper? 
people who are cartoon Carry characters. On. Mm. Carry um, on. So in there, they're spending a summer with their uncle Stan, who they call Grunkle, Grunkle Stan. Nice. And he runs a mystery shack, which is this thing that it's like a, a sideshow attraction, more or less. It's like come and see the seven mysteries of the world type of deal. We have a giant, um, I don't know, a fo- uh, Bigfoot foot footprint type of deal that type of crap mm-hmm. like your standard like i feel like we talked about this already no no we Are didn't you sure we 100 percent. i think i've no. just been telling everybody we, about we, it we, Maybe were, that's we why. were telling jeff and jocelyn about it oh yeah um, that's why and like so it's like a lot of like urban legendy stuff yeah. like you got bigfoot the um first episode deals with like zombies and, and then gnomes. and then gnomes and this last uh, we watched one recently that dealt with like a um a one. haunted um convenience store Ooh. loch ness monster yeah. or or yeah. loch ness a loch ness style monster yeah. and so it takes place in this um city or town called gravity falls and there all this stuff is like really happening which mm-hmm. is the fun part so it's not just like scooby-doo style old man mcgillicuddy had a a a can set up that was making rattling noises it was like all these things are actually Mm -hmm. happening and from what i understand it eventually builds into this like really complex um connected storyline that like is going to like eventually like be like a big overarching story and that's something that happens a lot in modern animation i know steven universe did that i know adventure time i think did that even regular show regular show did did do that as well did it towards the end yeah they started coming up with stuff so i'm excited it's been awesome the animation's beautiful it's really funny the theme Um, song is great the theme song is christian shawl does a voice so does linda cartellini um and so does i don't remember who plays dipper I don't remember Richard Zipper, but I know Will Forte's done a couple of voices in the stuff we've watched. Um, so it's, it's it's been really funny. It's like that same group of, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 guy who created this show and the guy who created um, Adventure Time and J. the J. other Quintel guy. J. I know the only one I know off the top of my head is JD Quintel who did regular show. All three of them went to school together, so it's oh, you can see that's cool. There's a lot of overlap in their style and their humor. Because we, we we love regular show. I don't know if you've ever watched regular show. No, I. It's friggin' great. Regular show is a show that is clearly made for us. <laughs> like yeah. our, it's everything. It it's super inspired by old time cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the the format and the animation style and the structure, but the jokes that are happening in it are very adult and mm-hmm. they're very. It's taking place in modern day, but every all the game systems they play look like old Atari or old Nintendo games. Yep. So it's super aimed at, like I said, at our generation. And it's every episode starts off normally. It's like, oh man, we have to set up these chairs because we work in a park. Set up the chairs this time. We gotta set up the chairs, and by the end, and then they find a uh, arcade machine, and by the end of the um, episode, they're fighting a giant video game monster in, <laughs> on the back of a um, golf cart while they're controlling the arcade machines and they're making like a giant um, avatar fight this giant That's other awesome. video game thing. Every episode does something like that. <laughs> it so starts off fun. normally and then there's a twist yep. and every episode also has like a, a three minute montage of the stuff happening. It's a fan. I love Adventure Time. A regular show. Regular it's show. phenomenal. We, get, we, we never haven't watched Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. We gotta give it another shot. We tried watching it and it was like, eh. But I think now knowing all these other shows and kind of appreciating that that animation style and that humor and all of that. So do you think I should watch a regular show? I, I think you would enjoy it. Okay. They're yeah, 50, they're, what do you think? Because the le- last time he told me I'd enjoy I something, so. it didn't. I, you know, <laughs> it's a fun, like show to put on in the background or just like we've been watching it going to bed and it's just hmm. i wouldn't sit down and like watch it i okay. guess 
but I would. What I like about yeah, it a lot know. as well, and a lot of other cartoons. And gravity. Recent, oh yeah, you're gonna gravity falls. Gravity falls thing. Every it every episode matters. Um, in the in so much as there's like an actual timeline and an actual like characters relationships develop it's not like the simpsons where at the end of every episode everything's reset or um we were recently watching um the goldbergs and we had to stop because it just got it was the same thing we learned we learned a lesson this week and then by the next week it doesn't matter i am so pissed off at the amount of time that we put into the goldbergs yeah the show ended up i don't know why you would put any time into i don't know because it was cute and i liked it and what's her name from reno 911 it was really cute and funny and then it was like what are we doing yeah Adventure Time, our regular show has that, and so does like even Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls, it'll just be like a one-off line, be like, "Hey, didn't you? Didn't we see you last week? Or didn't you run the Loch Ness monster yeah, last sorry week?" Sorry about so, those yeah. gnomes. Yeah, sorry about the like, and, like <laughs> it's that type of connective tissue yep. that makes me love something. And the other thing, like there was one episode we watched and something fell off the house. Yep, and it was still off in and the next episode. And it was still like they oh, like, a, yeah. a letter so fell off. A lot of continuity. continuity. A, yep. a letter fell off Shack. And so it now says hack. Yeah. Because the guy's a <laughs> hack. That's funny. So. Um, one of my friends that told me to watch Gravity Falls sold it to me as a PG version of Rick and Morty. And I, I, and I was like, maybe I was like, okay, like I'll watch that. But I never watched enough to know if that's true or not. I, uh, we, may, we haven't really watched enough to know. I, I guess really. I can see that there's a mystery going on right now that we don't know the... We don't have any really clues there's to. There's just these books. <laughs> there's and these, they have one that's like number they like have num- three. They have book number three. We've seen book number two. Ooh. And we know that Grunkle Stan has something going on Ooh. behind the scenes that we don't know about yet. Yeah, Cedar Pass. So Cedar yeah, there's a Cedar Passes that we saw, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily... Uh, I guess Rick and Morty's a good. The guy um, who does the voice of of uh, Grunkle Stan does sound a little bit like. Sound like Rick. Rick. Like um, uh, what's his name? Um, Royland does do a voice on um, a, on Gravity Falls. We haven't heard him yet, but I know he does. Okay, so that's cool. Um, I guess I can see that. I don't think it's as it where Rick and Morty is sci-fi. This is more fantasy. Okay, but it's all. I could see it though. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking because of the two that you described, I kind of want to watch Gravity Falls more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that's a bad um, observation, it being like Rick and Morty. Um, gravity. The thing with Gravity Falls is also going to be flat out a lot shorter. Yes. It's only 40 episodes, whereas Rick and Morty, I want, not Rick and Morty, <laughs> regular, show. regular show, I want to say is at least 200 episodes, okay. but, but there are 11 minutes a piece, so it's really like 100 episodes, but that's still a lot. I know you don't like long things because you're stupid, but <laughs> Alex doesn't like long things. Well, I want to, I want to talk about this actually. Yeah. Um, so I finished Hunter x Hunter. And I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast. You mentioned that you were close. I think last I, time. I finished Hunter x Hunter. Fantastic show. I really liked it. There was a couple of, there's like 20 episodes one where it's them, their animes. Oh, yeah. This, one of those. This, this does sound anime. familiar to yeah. me. Maybe you did mention it. I, it's possible. But anyways, so I started watching Gurren Lagann. Um, uh, recommendation from our fourth podcast host, Brian. <laughs> also me. Did you recommend One of it my well? favorite animes. It's fine. Um, I, how, how far in? 10 episodes. No, oh. no, 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 no. I'm on episode 14. Okay. Then then you're past where I the, I usually tell people to stick with it. Okay. Um, it's 
fine. It's it's nowhere. See, here's my issue with this type of show is I know there's only 27 episodes mm-hmm. and I'm like I said, I'm 13 or so in 13, 14. Everything is happening so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount there's no time given on any character development at all. Yeah. It's all stuff that either happens off screen um, in between episodes that were implied that it's implied they've spent a long time together. It's right. implied that um, Kamina and the main character Simone have, have grown up together as opposed to something like when I watched Hunter x Hunter, I saw these characters meet. Mm-hmm. I saw these characters go through the trials of the Hunter exams. I saw these characters become best friends right and that took place over 15 episodes like that that whole time no no, it was like 20 episodes which is over half of of the Gurren Lagann series so like it takes in that period I got to grow and grow attached to these characters so when things happen to them later I care about them Mm -hmm. whereas this it just feels all surface level I don't spoiler alert for anyone who's seen Gurren Lagann, skip 15 seconds ahead. When Kamina died, I did not give a crap mm. at all. And all these other people were like, no, Kamina. And it was like, everyone's talking about, oh, the great Kamina who is fighting this war for us on the surface. It's like, you he's fought like three people and he's lost half of his battles. I don't get why I should... It doesn't look like he, to me like he is causing a big difference on the surface. Yeah. Um, the animation is beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's gorgeous animation. Um, the visual style, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it looks beautiful. Um, I like the majority of the character designs. Uh, they're really expressive. They're really great. I just don't care about the characters themselves, and that's my issue with it. And I think that's going to be my issue, period, with these shorter style animes, yeah. at least ones that try to tell that overarching big of a story right i know i like cowboy bebop and i but that's also focused on three or four characters really and like things happen to them in these episodes Mm -hmm. like i just i'm i i I like the show fine i'm having a hard time calling it great it's Mm. it's good it's fine that makes sense yeah i completely understand what you're coming from i feel like one of my favorite things about it is the comedy that's like sprinkled in. Okay. The, like the, there's a lot of like casual comedy in it that makes me like laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. That and I probably shouldn't be, but I yeah like I hear what you're saying and I can't disagree with it. <laughs> I I think I can see what you're saying with the comedy. When I watched Hunter x Hunter, it was all in Japanese. It was all, mm. I watched a subbed, and I'm watching this dubbed. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe, maybe. But hearing the deliveries of very Japanese style jokes yeah. in English, it sounds really forced. Right. And I don't know if that's maybe just like a, a barrier, like a language barrier, or like a. That's just anime, yeah. though. Like that's how anime is, and I feel like I have to accept that. Yeah, I haven't watched the dub. I've only watched the sub. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which one would be the better one to watch, but I like I just went with the dub for. I like Kyle Bear, and he yep. does um, Kamina. Oh, so. cool. He voices Gohan, adult Gohan, adult in, Gohan. in Dragon Ball Z. Second best Gohan. Cell games. Yeah. First. Oh, yeah. Easy. Teen Gohan. He's so oh cool. my god. Well, eleven-year-old Gohan, technically. 
something. <laughs> I hate you. But um, so I'm gonna I'm probably gonna finish it. It's only like I said, I have like 13 episodes left overall. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good, but it's yeah. not. It's I pref- I think I think flat out I prefer long form animes to these short form ones. Oh, I at least these short form trying to be shown in style. I. Okay, so trying to be shown in style, I can I can be fine with you saying that long form's better. I think, on the whole, short form is better, in terms of anime. You're probably correct, <laughs> but it's been a while since I've watched any other sort of like I, I'm just re-getting into yeah. this. So like, I'm assuming if I watched, I don't know, mm-hmm. like Mushishi. Have you seen Mushishi? No. You should watch Mushishi. Or like Samurai Shampoo. Or Samurai or Shampoo. Something that's telling like a very specific yeah. focused story. No, that's not. Not Mushishi. Okay, whatever. But that that's trying. But that's not trying to be a grand epic. Right. Like right. we're going to save the world type of deal. Yep. Something that's more like a, a more intimate. But I, I think even like Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is short form, mm-hmm. is something that you could get behind, which is Gundam, Gundam style. Um, you know that might actually be another world. reason why I don't particularly. I'm not a big fan of mecha fighting, mm. which is what this is. Also, I how often like how quickly can they repair things? Because eh. things get exploded in that like, especially with um how does how does a uh, logon is that the name of the little head thing? Yeah. How does logon work? He drills holes into his comrade into like his his friendly units, yep. and they're just like yeah it's fine yeah it's fine. Um, it's an anime. I also am not a huge fan of mech shows, mm-hmm. but Gurren, uh, not Gurren Lagan, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is one of my That's favorites. like the pinnacle. Well, that's also a deconstruction of, um, mech enemies, yes, if I'm not mistaken. It so, really is. Kind of like Hunter x Hunter's deconstruction of Shonen. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I really liked it. Like, for me, Gurren Lagan's very good. I, I have it, I pro. it might be in my top 10, mm-hmm. but it's not in my top five. Like Nemo and Genesis Evangelion. Yep. But anyways, I want to talk about that as well. So that's, okay. that's my little review on where I am in my current anime um, journey of yeah. trying to get back into this. I would suggest if you're going to watch short form, watch things with a like a smaller scale. Like Samurai Champloo, mm-hmm. um, which is very narrative based. But like if you want to watch something that's a little more like monster not monster of the week but like um contained stories uh-huh. each week to week mushishi is okay either my favorite or second favorite it like depending on the day you ask me it's either cowboy bebop or mushishi um which well, are t- awesome which are two that i think are very similar in how they're styled mm-hmm. because it's like there is an overarching um plot going on with mm-hmm. the main characters but like only five episodes of Cowboy Bebop follow really that. Have to do that yeah. Everything else is just a week to week, just whatever. Focusing on character development right. and stuff like that, and which, which Logon has not had. That's why I th- I think you'd like if you like Cowboy Bebop, you'd like Mush- Mushishi. I'm gonna rewatch Cowboy Be- Bebop after this because it's been years since I've watched it, and it's I kind of wanted as like a, a palate cleanser yeah. just because like I know it's amazing. So, anyways, um, um so is it my turn? Uh, actually, I think turn? it was Tiffany's turn because anything? she never. My turn. I'm just so tired. Do you want to tag out? Um, or... No, I want to talk about George Romero. Oh, okay, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Go ahead, please. Can we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, it, that'll segue really into one turn? of my other is things. Is it really my turn, though? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, 
Because I kind of jumped you talking about Gravity Falls and I shifted into my anime talk. Well, yeah. Oh, you, okay. You, we were, you were about... supposed to talk about Gravity Falls and then he was like, I'll talk about it because you didn't want to talk she about said, it. She said, you talk about it. Right. Yeah. I he, did not he stole it from I, you because he's an I ass. I am really bad at... I'm the person, like, because I just did this at work writing scripts. I have to, like, do my research and, like, write it down and know what I'm going to say. I can't just go, and this show is about... I'm really bad at summarizing. It could be... I probably couldn't even summarize Parks and Rec for you, and I've seen that show a dozen times at this point from, you know. So, I don't like being put on the spot to summarize stuff. But... So, summarize George Romero's life. (sighs) I'm so sad. I was at rehearsal when you texted me, and I was so... Like, people talk about you know celebrities like when they when they die that they're like oh man and like this was one of those ones that i was like oh that sucks like it legitimately like felt sad um george romero is the uh basically the the father of the modern zombie yeah i wouldn't even say godfather it's just no yeah Yeah. like now and, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me out here did he he i'll tag in yeah. So so George like, so Night of the Living Dead came out I believe in 1968. I wanted to say 7. 67 68. It's something in there. Did he write and it? He wrote and directed, directed it. Yeah, um, okay. Night so this of the is where Dead. I get confused on like what, you know. And it it's an independent zombie movie and it is the first zombie movie where you see zombies of this type. Up in, You're right, 68. 68. 68. Sorry. Up until this point, all zombies had either been voodoo style or like a um, hypnosis style mm-hmm. of, of zombie. This like was a the somnambulist f- type? Yes. Yeah. So this was the first time that you saw a zombies that came forth, hungered for flesh. Came from the dead? Came from the dead and um, shambled slowly or that type of stuff. This was, it was genre defining in every capacity. Yeah. Everything that we have seen from zombies in the modern day owes something to Ramiro. And this man was a genius. And Night of the Living Dead, all these movies. It was very the the reason that I love this whole series of movies is that it's always about the humans and their mm-hmm. you know I mean, I haven't watched Walking Dead or any read any of that, but I feel like that type of show and comic lends a lot of itself to something like Night of the Living Dead, where it's more about the conflicts the people are having trying to survive. I feel like any zombie Anything. movie has like owes its. But like, self. I feel like Walking Dead is one of those ones in particular that stands yeah. out to me as being like mostly about the humans, the humans, I agree. And, and you know the them dealing with all of that stuff. I mean, yeah. but this was sad. I wrote a friggin' paper about like the symbolism in the of the dead series in college like i was super 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 into zombies and it started and it started because when dwight and i started dating this is so this would have been 2004 we were we were at stefan's house yes we were dwight's friend stefan from high school and we were watching um dawn of the dead zach snyder's dawn of the dead snyder and i was like oh all right (laughs) sure i Prior to dating you, I mean, God, at this point, we've been together for almost half of our lives. I never really did horror movies or any of that. And I was like, all right, we're going to watch this. And I'm like watching this movie and, oh, God, I hated it. I hated it so much. I'm like, zombies don't move like that. And There's just so many things that I hated about it. And I remember you specifically 
like after we were done watching it and you were like you have to watch the original i'm like there's an original mm. so and that started the the descent into the george romero like library i guess because mm-hmm. from there we watched dawn of the dead which i loved i love night of the living dead love day of the dead is my favorite um freaking creep yeah, show really creep show is so good that was with um the the team up you did with um Creepshow was written by Stephen, Stephen King, King and directed by George Romero, yep. and it's one of the best anthology yeah. movies. I like period. I like both of those people. Yes, Creepshow it's is really awesome. good. Creepshow is really good. Stephen King has a really good um, part in it. He plays Jordy Verrill, and he's like the worst actor in the world, but it's adorable. <laughs> yeah, but there's just so much. Like I think of of how much, how many movies I've watched, and how many like like dead snow which is another zombie movie and like we watch zombievers like anything with zombies now i'm like all right i'll watch it and that's kind of like my go-to genre of things like um god we've watched dead alive we've watched return of the living dead is that return of the living dead is phenomenal but there are just so many so Uh, many movies that the of the uh, dead series zombie 2 zombie 2 yeah but there's Mm. so many movies that that series opened up for me and and I think the original Dawn of the Dead was the first time I was like, oh, horror movies aren't just people dying and slashing each other for the sake of slashing each other. There's right. actual, there's there's consequences, there's a mm-hmm. story, there's there's drama, there's things that aren't related to, you yeah. know, the zombies are just there as, you know, they're the, they're the threat. They're the, not... The thing with Romero's movies too, especially his zombie movies in particular, is Romero was really big on social commentary in yes. some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And his zombie movies... If you watch them from the beginning to the end, um, from night to land, it's about a new society rising up mm-hmm. and, yep. and taking mm-hmm. over the new one. And you can see that with like a counterculture movement and you can see that yeah. in, in there. Like that's what the zombies represent. But there's a lot of flat stuff. There's out. even things about like racism and yep. like consumerism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the Day of the Dead is very military based. Very anti-military. Anti, but, but, but it's based on a, it's, it takes place on a military base. So there's a lot of things you, you can see that, um, I remember going to see Land of the Dead and how excited we were. That movie was great. I think the coolest thing ever, though, was um, we actually, Dwight and I actually went to Keene State and, and saw and met George Romero and yep. saw him talk. And then they screened Creepshow. Creep show. But that, I will never forget him him literally saying, like, zombies are supposed to move slow. So any if you see any other zombies and any other thing, they're not real zombies. And, like, that stuck with me, like to this day and anytime i see like i think it was world war z we were like anything like that that has crazy fast zombies i'm like yep george mm-hmm. romero yeah, does not approve of your zombies yeah the thing that sucks about romero is he messed up early on yeah. and when he was making a movie specifically night of the living dead mm-hmm. he didn't um properly trademark his his zombie yeah. um things mm-hmm. in general and he didn't properly get the rights to night of the living dead night of the living dead currently is part of public domain nobody owns it right yeah because ramiro didn't go into this properly same thing with dawn of the dead and um a movie called martin which came out yep. in the same yep. year mm-hmm. they both um the producer who worked with uh ramiro on that he owns the rights to them oh. Ram- yeah exactly which is why you don't see them re-released very much apparently oh. is because the guy who owns the rights to them wants astronomical amounts of money for them Ugh. so ramiro made really bad 
Hollywood decisions, mm-hmm. quote unquote, early right. on in his, in his career. And it really came back to bite him um, yeah. mid to late 90s because there was a period there where he just stopped making movies. Like he barely made a movie in the 90s. He barely made a movie in the 2000s. He made one movie in 2000 called Bruiser. And he yeah. did not make another movie until Land, Land of, of the, the Dead. Dead. And the only reason he was able to make Land of the Dead was because Dawn of the Dead came out and people were like, oh my God, that's right, George Romero's a thing. Like the, yeah. the remake for Dawn yeah. came out. So like, as amazing of a filmmaker as he was, it sucks the way that he was kind of treated for half of his career because mm-hmm. this was a man who was a fantastic storyteller, but mm-hmm. he just was unable to like get his ideas off the ground because he had made like poor decisions early. And it just it sucks that like people can walk over other people like that. Yeah. I miss George Romero. He was a fantastic person and a fantastic filmmaker. I know. I love. I love Dwight. And I have our pictures with him, so that was our Facebook mm-hmm. picture this week, and it was. It's just nice to think about, and it was. It was cool. So, so he'll be back. He'll rise from the dead. Yeah, if he hasn't already. So I'm really sad about that. But George Romero's a good dude. Yeah, it was. It. If anything, him his passing away was nice to kind of go back and revisit all those things and make mm-hmm. me, you know, kind of think about that again. So. Yeah, I mean. It's, it always sucks when a filmmaker like this passes away, like when Robin Williams passed away type of deal. Mm-hmm. But like Ramiro, I feel like his legacy was set well before he even passed. And oh, also yeah. like, it's, I, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but I, his, if you look at the last couple of movies he made, they weren't that amazing. Mm-hmm. So his peak had already happened. So we've already gotten the great Ramiro stuff. It's not like he was going to make another Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but so it sucks if he's gone, but we can remember his legacy and it was a damn good legacy. Yeah. If that makes sense. It doesn't make me sound like an ass. No, it doesn't. I know what you're saying. Though. I don't think you sound, I mean, I think you always sound like an ass. I don't think you sound more <laughs> like an ass than usual. Nice. <laughs> if I sound like an ass, write in and tell me. Yeah. No refunds podcast <laughs> no, at no gmail.com. Refunds podcast at gmail.com. Um, does Alan, anyone else have anything they want to talk about? So, um, I had... I read a couple I of comics. Things, yep. I read a couple of comics recently, last weekend actually. The first of which, um, I was down at my friend's apartment and we were just hanging out, and I picked up a couple of comics that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, the first of which was the Pride of Baghdad. Uh, it's uh, Brian K. Vaughn, and it's really good. Brian K. Vaughn, and um, it's pretty good. Is that the one about the lions? It's about yes. lions in Baghdad. So it's in, a, yep. It's about lions that. It's based on a true story. Like I'm gonna put that yeah. in quotes, but it's inspired by it's a true inspired story. by a true story because they there were actually lions that got spoiler alert shot on the top of a roof in Baghdad mm-hmm. um, by American forces that had escaped from a zoo. Yeah, that had escaped from the zoo. That's the basic plot of this. Why have I heard of this? Um, Other than Brian, Brian came, came on, on, I feel like I, I think heard I've, of it. I think I've told you about it before. I know I got Maybe. Gina a copy of it for That's Christmas. That's what it was. You got it for Gina. I, it's really cool. Like I, I don't know if I'd say it's amazing, but I, I liked it. Like it was a good one shot or it, a good graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, it's a good graphic novel. Um, I honestly would have liked more. Like oh yeah, um, these characters were a lot of fun. The the like watching them walk around Baghdad and try to figure out what's going on and find like a human's dead body and be like, Ooh, meal. Wait, no. Uh, like, and then encounter bear. Like it was fun. I, I had fun with it. I wasn't, I don't feel like I wasted my time. I'm not sure I'm going to buy it. 
Um, I don't own it. I, I got it from the library when I read it. But yeah, it was cool. It was something that I hadn't heard of until my friend was like, hey, read this. And I was like, okay. Um, so that was fun. Brian came on. Like, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. <laughs> Though we did talk about that last uh, a while ago. And you can kind of go wrong. But yeah. most mostly yeah. can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Asterisks. Yes. Um, Original then, creator own stuff. And then the other thing that i read was called the coldest night uh, i think it's uh the coldest city cool the coldest city glad i wrote that down which is a cold war um espionage graphic novel so it's um all in black and white and it's about a british spy that goes into berlin in November or October of 1989 so right before the wall comes down um to do some to figure out who like kills an assassin that's there and it's actually being made into a movie that comes out next week oh. called Atomic Blondes oh cool so like I knew when I started reading it that it was the inspiration for Atomic Blonde and I'm reading it and this is a like very much a it's a spy thriller. Like, not a lot of action, mostly talking. So you think Atomic Blonde's going to kind of, like, spice it up? Yeah. It looks like, from the trailers, Atomic Blonde is, like, really going to spice it up. I, I haven't even... Like, the trailers haven't even said that it's based on a graphic novel. Yeah, I didn't even know that until you just told me. Same. I didn't know until, like, I started reading it, and my friend was like, oh, yeah, that's Atomic Blonde. And I'm like, oh. Oh. So I'm interested to read it, or to see it. Now that I've read the not graphic novel, apparently there was a sequel, um, which I kind of want to read now, but it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. Um, Do you think it's going to be kind of like how Snowpiercer was? Like the comic was meh, or the comic was really, the movie was super loosely based on, or just inspired by the that's, comic. That's what I, I'm kind of seeing at this point, but eh, I'm, not, I'm looking forward to the movie. No Snowpiercer. Oh my God, Snowpiercer is so good. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to talk about? I'm sweating. I have a couple other things. I'm sweating I, out I, of every single part. Okay, of my body. I had two things. I'm, I'll only do one. I'll save the next one for the next one. The next one of these <laughs> for the next one. Um, so I've started building a computer. Um, I'm doing it kind of piecemealy and nerd. Okay. I'm just sexy kidding. nerd. It's- I know everybody builds their own computers. It's so not nerdy. It's so like yeah. in right it's now. It's so common. Like it, it's just, it's but a I like cheap to, way of getting a good. But PC. I like to make fun of you for being a nerd. Yep. So the pieces are coming, or I'm doing this really piecemeal. I got my case already, and my motherboard is showing up soon, and nice. things are going to be good. So I'm yeah. excited for that. And you're That's doing awesome. it in a cool way, where just like every paycheck, like get a thing. Yep. Putting something towards it. Nice. Anyways. That's cool. Okay. Cool. Thank you. What's yeah. the other thing? Uh, no, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Because uh, it's getting late and late, I'm getting tired. And I'm, and I'm sweaty and gross. I can't wait to go take a shower. I'm so tired. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been an episode of No Refunds. This is episode 15. Um, we don't know what it's called yet because I make that up later. Um, we would like <laughs> to thank um, HC Media for hosting us. We would like to thank Hyper Potions for the new song that we use. Uh, the name of the song is Time Trials. You can check out the link in the description to go listen to that. And. Um, 
thank you all so much for listening. It's really cool. Yeah, sorry Don't, for the abrupt ending. It's okay. Don't forget to um, email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Um, as you heard at the beginning of this one, we like to read your emails. It's a lot of fun. You'll get your email read on the podcast. Yeah, and, and we'll we say get funny to find, things. We get to find out about people that we didn't even know listen to the podcast. Which I is know, amazing. I love that. Bye, Billy. Really happy. Bye, Billy. Hi, Billy. Bye, Billy. Yeah, bye, Billy. Say bye, oh, Billy. Bye, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye to all of you. Bye. 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 <laughs> That's what this episode is. This is episode like... 15. All Sting- the stingers. Stinger Paganza. Uh, Stinger Palooza. Stinger Palooza. This is all going to get cut, right? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs>